Hello friends, and welcome back to the wonderful world of mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today we're kicking off 2024 with a slightly interesting look at an album that never received a true dedicated mono mix, but perhaps did, and this is something I want to dig into today. Before we dig into the episode itself though, I want to give a little welcome to the new year and a little update for everyone as we head into 2024. First of all, I want to thank you all as I did before for a great year last year in 2023. And I want to give a huge shout out of course to all my patrons whose support helps keep the show going over at patreon.com forward slash back to mono. And I of course want to give a huge shout out to our newest patron, Charlie Meyer. It is worth noting that there is now a free tier over at Patreon where anyone can sign up and get any updates that I post available to all. And I do semi-regular updates posts which will be available to all subscribers be they paid or free. And I'm looking at doing some extra content based around that relating to some of my additional Patreon shows as currently I'm working on an Arsene Mono episode over there for the Dave Clark 5 and trying to get a grasp on the UK and US discography is a bit of a mess and there's no real deep guide online. There's some was of one on Wikipedia but that's based around the singles. So I create a huge spreadsheet for this and should the demand be there I'll be posting this to the free tier of the Patreon And I may work through this with other artists as well, as these guides, I think, would be very helpful to fellow listeners. So head on over there, sign up, even for free, and let me know what you think, as I've now turned on commenting for posts that are available to all for all. So I hope to hear from you there. We've got lots of things in store for Mixology this year. One of the things I noted in a recent update post over at the Patreon is that I'd love to tackle Blonde on Blonde this year finally. A huge project which includes many mixes across the world and through time and of course being a double album that's even bigger. But of course I need to source all those mixes first so we'll see. I'm also currently co-working on an episode with a fellow patron, Andy, on the Icantina Turner LP Riverdeep Mountain High, which had more mixes than one might expect, and hopefully that will be in your ears sooner rather than later. Of course, this leads me to kind of state that ultimately I'm not trying to stick as closely to the fortnightly format for Mixology as I want to do a few deeper dives this year, which will take more time, but there'll be plenty of episodes I suppose more like this, which will come out semi more regularly, so keep an ear out for that. Of course, as always, if you also want to reach out, you can do so at backtomonoradio at gmail.com or over on Instagram at hypnoticfred. Links to all three of these are down in the show notes. So today, we're taking a look at the Beach Boys album, Friends. Released in 1968, this is a curious one, as it was only originally issued in stereo. Now as one would imagine, for as long as I have been a fan of the Beach Boys, I have leaned heavily towards the original mono mixes of their catalogue, from Surf and Safari through to their last US mono release, Wild Honey. Being from the UK, as far as early issues of the albums go, mono is more than likely the primary copy you will come across each time. 
and so for a while I was a mono vinyl and stereo CD boy. Of course, price 2012, the 1965-67 run, pet sounds accepted, existed solely in mono, which always made the stereo-only nature of Friends in 1968 all the more jarring. I was, however, aware of two things. One, the single of Friends Backed With Little Bird was a unique, dedicated mono mix, which we will get into today. And two, the album had been issued in the UK in mono, but only as a fold down. With this in mind, I sought out the 45 and a stereo copy of the LP, and thankfully the first copy I found of the album was indeed a stereo one, which I am listening to as I type this. On the flip side, for many years I only owned the mono fold of 2020, the subsequent album, but this always sounded a little wonky to me. Clearly the stereo for this would be preferable, as it was when I finally grabbed a copy. This all sounds like fluff, and to some extent it is, but I wanted to give some background to this as a mono lover and a UK record collector. A mono copy of Friends did cross my hands a few years back, but I passed it by. I don't really regret it. Playing back the stereo LP with the Y cable gives the same effect, but something about where the saga with this album went for me makes me feel like it might be a nice shout. Many moons passed, and back in 2020 I thought it would be nice to cover the noted single on Patreon for the Mixology on 45 show. Sadly, this didn't really go anywhere. While it is documented the single was a dedicated mix, the two stereo mixes folded to mono sounded very similar to me at the time, with the vocals being louder in both, and aside from EQ, that was about that. I had a small discussion about this over on the Sale On podcast discord, and left it at that. With that in mind though, I think it's only fair to take a look at these two tracks here. As I said, texturally these are very close, with the louder vocals in mono matching the 3 decibel boost the central channel gets in a fold down. However, I seem to have underestimated these on my first inspection. Up first is the A-side, Friends. So in regards to the stereo mix versus the single mix, the mono is easily the crisper mix, with the vocal and lead parts boosted right to the top of the mix, while the stereo hides them away. It is worth noting here that I'm taking the stereo from the Past Masters CD source, which is often noted as being a direct flat transfer of the master tape, which I felt was very relative for the purpose of mixology. However, the shy vocal mixing of the stereo allows for a closer blend of these elements when folded down, and that is except for the bass, which becomes quite dominant, though one could argue the players of the day that the Beach Boys LPs would be played on wouldn't fully replicate this. Regardless, the true mono mix is the definitive mix, so we'll start with the mono, move to the stereo, then fold it down to mono. Stereo. We drift apart for a little bit of a 
also want to quickly highlight the decay at the end, as the Stereo Pass Master Source seems to fade away while the Mono has the full decay. Pass Masters first. And again in Mono. Flipping the single over, we get Dennis Wilson's Little Bird, and this is an even stronger contender in the strength of the mix on the 45, and I confess on this revisit the differences here are beginning to shine. The crispness of the mono is prevalent, but we do have a genuine difference here. First though, we'll compare the overall sound with the first verse, starting with the mono. Fold it down. In my own backyard stands all alone. There's fruit for me, and it tastes so good. Where's my pretty bird? During the section from 41 seconds, the backing vocals are held back in the first section in stereo, but enter loud and fast in mono from the beginning. Stereo first. Where's my pretty bird? He must have fallen away. If I keep singing, he'll come back And again, in mono. Fade is also different, commencing sooner in stereo and running for longer, yet ends a second earlier, on the s-hong, while mono gets the to me and then abruptly ends. Stereo first. A little bird looked down and sang song to me. A little bird looked down and And again in mono. A little bird now that was technically a mini episode of Mixology on 45, but we're here today to look at the album as a whole, hence why I've included these tracks here. Of course, as I said, the album was only issued in stereo, but something kept itching at me that I had read. While the album was mixed into stereo, Brian's approval on the mix was done through a folded down mono presentation due, as many people know, to his near deafness in one ear. This was fascinating to me. Did this mean a fold of the stereo mix was, in fact, a Brian Wilson approved mono mix? The closeness of the single mixes to a fold gave more of a validity to this. It's also worth noting the stereo mix, done by Jim Locker with only Brian present, is a very 1968 mix. Vocals mono and instruments panned out left and right. 
This process, however, allows for easy creation of mix that folds well, just by placing the vocals a little lower in the mix, as stereo allows them to stand out with even less volume. So I got out my Y cable, dropped the needle and gave a listen. We'll work our way through the tracks here so you can see if you believe it's worth your while. I will bypass the single tracks as we've already covered these, so we'll kick off with Mint For You. So to me, we do kick off with a cut that doesn't sound quite as suited. This is actually the only mix I felt a little off kilter with the vocals, standing out a little too much by comparison. But due to the intimate nature of the album, and this track especially, I would argue this also fits the vibe, and may just be due to one's familiarity with the stereo mix. Mike isn't necessarily too loud, but it's clear he's higher than one might expect. But with a track like this, the intimate vibe with Mike right in your ear is very fitting. We'll start the stereo and fold it down. As I sit and close my eyes, there's peace in my mind, and I'm hoping that you'll find it too. Fold it down. And these feelings in my heart, I know, are meant for you. Jumping ahead to track three is Wake the World. Now I think this comes across perfectly, with Brian's verse vocal perfectly placed against the backing, and the chorus warm and cozy. It's also worth noting the world has heard this fold, as it was issued in this form on the flip of Do It Again. If you have a copy of this single sitting around, and if you're in the UK you probably have about five hiding under the floorboards, dig it out and check it out. We'll start with the stereo. One by one, the stars disappear, the sky grows brighter every minute of the sunrise. Wake the world with a brand new morning, say hello to another fine morning. Got my face in the running water, making my life so much brighter now. Fold it down. Shines bright, asleep in my bed. Like so many people got a big day ahead of me Wake the world with a brand new morning Say hello to another fine morning Wouldn't miss it for all of its glory I'll be there when you're calling me One by one, stars appear The light of the we move on to Be Here in the Morning, and one thing the fold has really helped me appreciate, as I said, is the bass, which is often to the fore on the past Masters release I'm using here. Already being mixed to the centre, it gets the boosted placement in the mono. This perfectly supports a wonderfully balanced mix here, feeling a little more suitable than the stereo actually. Stereo first. It's been such a long day, so you
When a man needs a woman is probably our last full song on the first side. And again, things here just make sense. Brian is just right. This mix is really selling itself to me, I have to say. Stereo first. You know it makes you nervous when you wait for your boy. You wait nine months for a bundle of joy. There's a baby, yes, there's a baby about to be born. Into the fold. Someday I'll put my son on my knee. And his little eyes will be looking at me Then I'll tell him When a man needs a woman They make things like you, my son Closing outside one is the instrumental passing by, and to me, the vocals do feel a little pushed out here, but to some, that may be an improvement. The extra vocal track in the last verse also becomes a little more evident, obviously because of its volume. Stereo first. Side 2 opens up with Anna Lee the Healer, and the vocals in the intro hit me for their warmth right away, and unlike Meant For You, Mike felt very comfortable here. Stereo first. Anna Lee, Anna Lee the Healer From a Himalayan mountainside up in Rishikesh Into the fold To a California beach house facing towards the sea Goes a gal who got her fame by going round to healing folks We then move into Be Still, and the track was so close to mono anyway that there's little to no change, but we'll hear it just for posterity. Stereo first. Slide. 
Brian's magnum opus during this period, Busy Doing Nothing, was surely destined to be perfect in mono. Well, good news, it is. If you told me this was dedicated, I would believe you. It really accentuates the move from I'd love just once to see you on the previous LP and sounds even more of a perfect smooth link than it did before. We'll start with the stereo. I had to fix a lot of things this morning Cause they were so scrambled But now it's okay I tell you I've got enough to do Fold it down The afternoon was filled up with phone calls What a hot sticky day If you decide to come, you're gonna do it right. Drive for a couple miles. You see a sign and turn left for a couple. Our last couple of tracks don't really have too much to say. The first is Diamond Head. It's an instrumental, and there's not too much to say on that. The mix is perfectly fine. Let's start with the stereo. Finally, we have Transcendental Meditation. And while I said not too much to say, I will say that oh, this kicks hard in mono. Amusingly though, the bad edit is even clearer now. Stereo first. first thing I want to make clear is I'm no way saying this is a vastly superior mix. It is after all just a modification of the stereo. The only thing that can change is the volume of the information between the left and right channels, of which there is only central information here. It does however provide a more intimate sounding mix, with the boys a little more present than they were before and that glue that a good mono mix can provide. The stereo might be a little warmer and softer due to the softer voices and separation, but I will argue that both have their place. For the Brian diehards, I would however argue the mono is the mix down you should focus your observations on, as due to the process of the stereo mix's creation, one can argue that it was the mono, not the stereo, that Brian approved. 
The same for which can't be said for the material after this period once Desper joined up and moved the group into a very fresh and innovative stereo sound, which does not fold down as well for the majority of their output. And it's likely why all the Sunflower era mono promo singles are all isolations of the left channel, not folds. I would of course suggest seeking out the Friends slash Little Bird 45 regardless of anything, as these true dedicated monomix do remain definitive amongst it all. I also want to give a huge thanks to John Brody for his help in confirming who was involved in the mix down process for the album and the single, as without this information I feel this would have been far more speculation based than would make it valid. But with all that said and done though, we've completed our look overall at the album today. I'm going to stick a poll over on Spotify as to how you feel about this and also hit me up on the post over on the Patreon as I'd love to hear from you in the comments there. Remember the links to that and everything else can be found down in the show notes. But above all, thank you so, so much for listening and remember, whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day.